the, then the thing that really sets me off is, well, once we have a vaccine, then everything will go back, back to normal. To normal. Yeah. And I say, you mean like the flu vaccine that's 8% effective? Doesn't work. I catch if, I mean, if I had a brake pad manufacturing company for cars and my brake pads were 8% effective, I would be out of business. George Floyd was not taken out because he was black. George Floyd was taken out because he was owed major drug money by Derek Shaven. When you're making vaccines that are 8% effective for the flu that you have to change every year, which, by the way, give most people that take them the flu, the flu. and you're going to tell me that this new, and they can't sue, you can't sue them for this right. without going through the VAERS court, which is a joke. And you're going to tell me that once we have a untested, brand new, rushed through vaccine, then everything is going to go back to normal? Good luck with that. I'll tell you what, they're going to test it in Africa like they're doing, kill a bunch of Africans, pay them off $1,000 per person, which is the maximum that they have to spend if they kill somebody. So they already know that because it's way cheaper to kill them there than kill them here. Found out what the Chinese Communist Party, the Red Dragon, is doing to these people and have been doing to these people for the last 20 years in China, sending hundreds and thousands of innocent Falun Gong practitioners, Uyghur Muslims, house Christians, and Tibetan Buddhists. Particularly, 95% of um, the victims are Falun Gong practitioners to be state-mandated hospitals, concentration camps, death camps, military facilities, uh, military facilities run by the Chinese military at the behest of the, of the highest-ranking officials of the Chinese Communist Party to create a illegal sanctions forced organ harvesting business all right well whatever um but anyway yeah it's hold on hold on i think i just saw something popped up and i missed it i was like wait a minute uh private jet kenneth copeland that's his oh, name there you go. Yeah, yeah. i knew it was ken something like it's not ken hovind i actually like ken hovind um uh yeah kenneth yeah kenneth copeland because I think yeah, he's local here to Texas too. Well, so but here's the thing, right? It's like it's really it's really easy to look at them, but I'm like, okay, great, but it's just different in different places, right? I mean, that's the problem. Is it's it's the same the same spirit. It just manifests differently in di- in different regions. Um, in fact, tell me the difference between Kenneth Copeland and and the people running BLM right now. Yeah. These are religious. I mean, these are all religious thoughts. And they're all religions that are being used to blind somebody to milk them out of their money and keep them away from Jesus. That's all this really is. So it goes back to as what we're doing, what we're seeing now is the separation of the wheat and the chaff. I was recently having a conversation again. I don't think the pastor friend of mine is watching, but if he is, I'm just saying it a true event, right? right. But he was talking about how some people have been leaving his church to go to another church. I'm, I'm not going to name names because I just think that's, I don't want to cause troubles, right? I'm like, there's a broader point here. And if you think I'm talking about you, I'm sorry, then spend that time with Jesus. But they had, they were, they left their church and, and they were moving, they were worshiping 30 minutes away in another mega church, right? That leaned more in a political direction. And I was like, yeah, you're real happy to talk about them, but you, you're not mentioning the other, you know, what about the other church over here, Right. I- you're happy to talk about this church leads this political direction, but you don't seem to have any bad words for the other church that's leading another political direction. That I that you can even point out that you point out they've made the same compromises on the other side. 
My point is they're all wrong. And your church is even wrong because you didn't fight against the breakup in the first place. You made that mistake. Sure. You didn't fight when you needed to fight for these people. You you fought from a political perspective. You fought from a cultural perspective. You didn't point to Jesus. You didn't say, what does the Bible say about this, about these things? Why do you think these people left? Because you adopted a political perspective. And all we're seeing is, if you're again, if you're not on the side of Jesus, if you're not on the side of the kingdom, then you're going to fall by the wayside. You're going to be more Republican or more Democrat. Now, the people who go one way, I think they're like, well, here's all the reasons why this is a Christian way to go. I'm like, okay, you have those arguments. They have their arguments. But the problem is you're supposed to be above them. You're an ambassador of Christ. Right. Are you not? then you're not supposed to be under these things. In fact, let me say something really controversial. Uh-oh. I'm over here talking about living dinosaurs, demons as UFOs. Let me say something really controversial for you here. How can a church have Jesus and the Holy Spirit as their head if they're a 501c3? <laughs> yeah. No, what is a 501c3? Now, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say everything shouldn't be a 501c3. I think there that's a legitimate thing to do. But if you're a church specifically, right? You're a pastor specifically. You're supposed to be the voice of God on earth. You're supposed to represent the kingdom. Right. You can have no one over you except God. A 501c3 has certain regulations. It is a contract. It is an obligation. The government has and you are agreeing to the government having the right to tell you what not to say. Anyone who can tell you what not to say is your king. He is your master. And you're doing it for the money. Because every pastor, when I've ever brought this topic up, they said, but if I'm not a 501c3, no one will donate to us. (laughs) Yeah. Well, didn't you just prove my point? It's about the money. I'm not saying that all these pastors are evil or their money, but they made a compromise. And here's the thing, most people aren't even, most pastors, most churches aren't doing this deliberately. They're not saying, I need the money. They were taught this. This is, again, the corruption happened, has always been there. The problem is you have to see the corruption. And that's all we're doing now. All these things, these things that we see as terrible events, and they are terrible, they are painful. But they're separating the wheat and the chaff. People are starting to ask questions like this. They're starting to say, well, hey, hold on. I am promising not to talk about things in exchange for this. Sure. That means, now, if you go and you talk about it, guess what? That doesn't mean God is is still your head. It just means you broke your word. We're asking questions that people weren't asking 10 or 15 years ago. They weren't asking these 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah. No No one was asking questions like, hold on, what does the Bible actually mean? We were fighting over what people said people said about the Bible. The vast majority of all denominations are fought over. The separate the things that they separate over is what people said people said about the Bible, not yeah. the text itself. Right. Yeah. I, you know, so I've always kind of struggled with, with, I guess, one kind of major question when it comes to, you know, we were speaking earlier about how you don't hold ill will towards, you know, mm-hmm. people that make all these crazy decisions and you want them to be their souls to be up, you know, up yeah. there with God and in heaven and such, but it's not easy. And what, I yeah, assure you. And that's, that's kind of what I, you know, what I say when, 
at what point, if there's a point at all, do we kind of stop fighting for them on their behalf since they're obviously not going to do it for themselves? You know, like at what, what point do you just say, like, I can't get through to this person? Do you walk away? Do you, do you just try to pick, your, pick your battles, you know, somewhere, yeah. somewhere else? So, I, so this is, if there was an easy answer to this, yeah. people would have come up with it a long time ago. And it's always those things where it's like, what would Jesus do? And, and like, as yeah. a Christian, they always say, you're a Christian, turn the other cheek, turn the other. That's always the same answer I've always heard since I was a little kid. Turn the other cheek. You're, you're not that you're better, but you try to take the high road, you know, as, right. but like, there's like yeah. a point where like, where can you fight back? And that's another question that I've always had. When, what does fighting back even look like? Exactly. As, mm-hmm. as a Christian, right? So it's, it's always one of those things like, I mean, don't forget in the Bible, Jesus had to go wreck shop when he went in there and he had to mm-hmm. go bring down all the, all the temples yeah. and such, you know? Do you so, think no one got body checked by, <laughs> by JC back then? You think he was like, no, he, I guarantee you some people maybe got caught a lick or two. Some people yeah. got body checked, you know? Yep. Um, I'm certain Jesus may have spent a couple minutes in a penalty box if it was a hockey match. Yeah. It, it, let's even, let's take this theory or this question even further. Jesus, when he shows up, he's going to be killing a whole lot of people. Yeah. Right. And let's go back. We're not supposed to, I, in fact, I think now, so let me say this and then we'll come back around to your question, which is this. We often in the new Testament church, try to look back to the old Testament through, and we look at it through new Testament eyes, right? And that's the wrong way to look. We have to look at the New Testament through Old Testament eyes. And let's face it, it's not like the Old Testament was like, yep, just let them run all over you. Let them just beat the crap out. No. You know? I mean, the the Old Testament is full of of wonderful stories of people who did not take uh, who did not take lightly certain offenses. So we have to, again, this goes back to wisdom, right? My people perish for lack of wisdom. And so let me come back to your question. Again, building the foundation so we can answer it. First of all, I'm still asking, uh, wow, it sounded like I just became, I was from New Jersey there for a second. (laughs) The two youths in question. Um, No, uh, if I've got, I, I don't really have an answer here because I fight that fight all the time. Sure. At what point do you just say, hey, you got to walk away? What I would say, though, is this. If it's against you and it's because you're a Christian, yeah, you take that hit, right? But the bigger question you're asking is, what does fighting look like? And I think fighting looks like what we see Jesus doing. He didn't argue with everyone. Sure. He just spoke the truth. And there were times where he's like, peace, I'm out. And just left. He's like, this is on y'all. He's like, you know, hey, I told y'all. And so I I think part of it is we have to separate what is a political fight and what's a spiritual fight, right? I think this is one of those, again, if the one thing I've actually come to loathe more than anything is when I see an American flag on the same stage as a pastor. Because they are telling me who they are, again, what do we call ourselves? We call ourselves the American church. Well, in English, the adjective, the thing that makes it unique stands out. In the book of Revelation, it's the church in Pergamos. It's the church in Corinth. You know, it's, there's a difference 
of what's happening. When the church is in some place, it is an it's an embassy, right? Our military bases, our embassies, are American soil in that nation. But we are the American church. That means we're America in the church. <laughs> so guess what? We're, that means you're not a Christian. I'm sorry. That's the, not really, not according to the Bible. You, gotta, you, you cannot serve any other master. So the question becomes, in the fight, as I knock things around, <laughs> the question becomes then, we have to first separate what we're fighting for and about. Right. Are you really fighting a spiritual battle or are you fighting a political battle? Well, if it's a political battle, great. Fight the political battle because the politics do matter, right? Absolutely. This is God cares about whether or not people are suffering. He does. Our job is to work on that and to showcase why the kingdom of heaven is far superior to the kingdoms of this earth. And we do that through politics. That is absolutely part of the argument we have to make and we have to engage in it but again when i realize well i'm having a political argument this is the political stuff but this is the spiritual stuff and i recognize that the spiritual stuff's over here now i also understand as jesus did i can't save everybody in fact i've never saved a human being it's the holy spirit who saves people i can't change a single heart nothing i'm ever going to say i have ever said right draw figurative dance will ever save another human being yourself the, short on the, on the it, dance well you know body glitter <laughs> only goes so far but it's the holy spirit that does yeah and so i have to recognize all i can do is be a witness like when we talk about martyrs we talk we think about people burning at the stake or being filleted alive or stoned to death or having to watch the view you know i mean we you know people yeah. who suffer great but but that's not what a martyr is right. the word martyr means a witness you are we we and here's the thing it works both it works two ways we are witnesses to the world and of the world do you think when god opens those those uh books at the end of time he's not going to ask us hey what what did you see what did you experience our testimony of what we're seeing and experiencing and and, and by the way Let's just again. I won't say any, any in a particular name, but some person who's who did not become a Christian stands before God. Do you not think he's going to be like he or she is going to be, or they, them, zur, demon self, whatever? It's not going to sit there and go, "How dare you judge me? You didn't tell me anything. You didn't come to me." And then God's going to turn to us and be like, "Did you not talk to Jason? Did you not talk to Paul? Did you not talk to this dude? They all told you about about my son. They all showed." you the scriptures the holy spirit spoke to you why didn't you change why didn't you repent and we are all yep i was there yeah i told him why didn't and so it's going it's both ways though because we are witnessing to them here and then we are witnessing to god about the world we experienced because god's gonna sit there and say hey i said my word I, you have two thousand years of, of, of y'all experimenting with my philosophies and my teachings to build a better world why didn't you build a better world why you got better technology because you got a little bit of freedom you got a bunch of prosperity because you got a little bit of freedom a little bit of Christian ideals but you still raped kids and sold them to the highest bidder you still kidnapped people from overseas you still murdered each other you still oppressed each other. 
You didn't love one another. You didn't make a better world. You just made a more convenient world. You made a more comfortable world, but you sure as the world didn't make it better. You made you, you made uh, the Jersey Shore for crying out loud. Kardashians have a show. You people made these decisions. <laughs> seriously, seriously. How? What is? What response are we supposed to have to God when it's like it's the end of time? All these books are being opened, and it gets to our current generation. He's going to look at us and be like, "Okay, so just let me get this straight." You had more wealth than had ever been amassed in the history of the planet. You had more ability to communicate with people instantaneously than has ever happened. You had access to more information than any human has ever had access to ever. You had more tech. You could go to the freaking moon. You could talk to a robot on Mars. And the best you did was the Jersey Shore and the Kardashians. That was the highlight of your, of your grand experiment. You didn't feed the entire world. You didn't actually cure all the world's diseases. You made more diseases. You know less. I know less about the Bible than my great grandfather did. And I've got more access to more translations, more versions. I mean, blue letter Bible alone should make me a a scholar. Last 2000 years, people would have given their left and right legs or one, maybe the left leg and the right arm. To have blue letter Bibles, no. There was a um, a bio, a Geneva Bible someone found. It had been, and in it was uh, a man wrote. He was a shepherd. He, he he left his name, but he was a shepherd. In this one prayer, I'm again, I'm a butcher of the quote, but essentially the prayer went like this. He said, "Lord, I am now. I it is illegal for me to read this book." I pray that you will work in the hearts and minds of my leaders so that I can once again read it. Yep. And I got the I got every translation known to man on this stupid little box right here. I can read hundreds of commentaries. I can go back and, and look at what the words mean. I can read all of it. I can learn all I have I've got videos. I can listen to all kinds of pastors on it right here. And yet I probably know more than my great grandfather did. We have all these technologies, all this ability to do this, and we are dumber, lazier, and less productive than than we, we've ever been. Instead of curing the world, we've oppressed the world through through governmental action. It's not just our government, it's all the world's governments. Because again, who are the governments under? Spirits that don't have our best interests at heart. But we as Christians could have risen up. We could have done this. We could have fixed this because we have the kingdom. But we didn't because we're cowards. We're cowards. And we didn't want to fight back. We were afraid to. We wanted to work within the government. We wanted to, We wanted political power more than the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's why we are where we are. Yeah. Why, why do they suppress cryptozoology? Because it's... Because the physical cryptids are is a living embodiment of the fact that the Bible is true. Why don't they want us talking about the supernatural cryptids? Why don't they really even want us talking about UFOs and exposing all of the evidence about the UFOs? They want it very controlled so that we think that they're aliens. Why? Because if we understood that this was a spiritual war that we were in, we would recognize that we're also spiritual beings and that the Bible was right and that our fight isn't in Washington or Austin it's in our it's in the hearts and minds of every human being that is trapped by these by these damned spirits 
That is what they're hiding from us. That's why I wrote the, this book. And again, it's like, how does politics have anything to do with whether or not Bigfoot is real? Well, they don't, except it does. It's, the, it's, it's, it's all the world. Why, why do we have 87 genders? Why do we have people? Why are we accepting? Isn't it so bold and beautiful that that man is tattooing his face and implanting himself so he looks like a lizard? He's a lizard self. Isn't that so wonderful? He's calling himself Tiamat because he's a lesbian trans dragon. And that's not something I made up. <laughs> why is it? Why, why do we have minor attracted peoples as a legitimate conversation right now? We have all these things because this is a war on reality. The, the, the Satan has always, the war on reality started all the way back in the garden when it's, you will not surely die. There's, it's always been a war on reality because God is reality. God is truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. All he has to do is keep us away from that. But as soon as you become unmoored from that, you'll believe anything and everything because it's all fantasy. It's all fantasy if you're not in reality. The, everyone's freaking out about the metaverse. The metaverse is no more a problem than the world we have right now. You've been listening to CNN and ABC and NBC for the last 50 years. You think you actually know how the world works? You don't. It's always been a lie. They've all, the CIA has always lied to you. They've always been in control of this. Why do you not know certain things? What, it's You're fed crap from... The, the same Christians will say, yeah, man, Hollywood is terrible. And I, I'm guilty of this. Look at this stuff. This is all Spider-Man, and, and I love the X-Men. And, and I'm always like, but you're still going to see the Marvel movies? I know I'm going to be watching Spider-Man Far From Home. I really want there to be, you know, I, I want I want, I want, want there to be uh, Tobey Maguire. I want him to be there. But I'm like. But at the same time, I'm like, but I know all the cra- all of its crap coming out of Hollywood. There's always some thing that they've thrown in there to undermine Christianity, undermine our worldview. Yep. But we oh, still believe in CNN and NBC. We still we still believe politicians. We've literally had them come out and say, "Yeah, we didn't do anything about Epstein because we were worried about it." And we all know half of the people that we see on a daily basis on on the news media were partying with Epstein after he got after he was originally arrested. We know that he had influence with some of the major powers. There's a picture of Ghislaine Maxwell with the person, with the chick who runs the Atlantic. And the Atlantic just issued an article that said, hey, there's no child uh, sex trafficking uh, emergency in America. Saw that. You, you You think that's a coincidence? Look, the metaverse, no, that's a terribly dangerous thing. I mean, it's an awesome thing. But the problem is the people behind it are, are evil. And even if the people behind it are all wonderful and true and they want to dance through rainbows and hold each other's hands and, and, and pass out puppies and kitties to everyone, there's a spirit behind them. And that spirit is very evil. That spirit wants you away from God. That spirit wants, in fact, that spirit wants you saying God, not Jehovah or Yahweh. This is an interesting conversation as to which one's right. But they want, do you know why? Why do we say God instead of Jehovah or Yehovah or Yahweh? Because God is a title. Right. God, that's like saying president. Right. How easy is it 
and this is a question I want everyone to stop and really think about. It's my dog decides to bark at the darkness because that's how that's, when there's a small dog, that's what you do. She's probably actually barking at my son who's getting ready to go to work or something. Um, because God is a, the word God is a title. It can mean anything. Sure. What's the easy, in fact, something that's not in the book. I've, I'm very public about this knowledge. I'm going to be here and tell, I'm going to sit here and tell you that for a fact, I know that there is a very large, very powerful occult. I mean, truly occult, not this. I bought my stuff from Sephora crap. I mean, these are the people who actually do sacrifice humans. They do sacrifice animals. They use the proper sigils in Dallas. I have seen the remnants of their actions. I'm in, I have to be very vague here. I was, I'm in real estate to a point. Plenty of houses they get foreclosed on before they go to sale. They turn into drug houses. People go and they squat there for a while. It is, again, not all of them, but there were plenty of houses that I saw that they could, they had to stop and they had to stop the sale of it because they found the remnants of these occult rituals done in blood, proper sigils, animals, the whole nine yards. You don't have to look very far to find evidence of occult behavior in Texas, here in Dallas, all you just you just go far enough outside of the city, you'll find them. Right. I've spoken with plenty of people who are very high up in certain places. They'll tell you this thing is real. Now, my question is this: Do we think that's recent? I think it's always been here. I think this. Think of how much time we spend talking about how Salem witch trials were. Oh, it's it was a witch hunt. Right. It was. No, it was terrible. Look at all these. Look, I'm not saying things that the Salem witch trials was necessarily a great thing, but what if they were true? We're finding everyone. Look at all the time Hollywood has spent, you know, demonizing McCarthy, right? And 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 the only to find out that yeah, no, hold up, uh, we have been infiltrated by communists. They've corrupted everything. They've sold us out to China. This was all, it was a real, this was a real legitimate fear that we didn't take seriously. Same thing. This occult behavior has always been here. They've always done this. This has always been here and we've never rooted it out. So why is it that people are very, very happy to talk about God, but not Jehovah? Because Jehovah, Yahweh, Yahovah, that's the name of the one true living God. And it has power. The name of Jesus has power. These people love to say, oh, I believe in God. I love God. Well, how do you feel about Jesus? Well, that's a, that's really kind of awkward. Oh, don't you, what, what, you're calling him Yeshua? Not, not Jesus? Did you, what kind of freak are you? They don't want to hear his real name. Because the demons in them hate that. They don't want you talking about Jehovah or Yahweh. Because they are very happy with God because God's that generic thing. It can mean whatever God you have in your head, like the God that's over this nation. And it's not Jehovah. Because remember, we're we're still a nation. We're, we are under these spirits. They, they haven't been thrown down. They are destroyed when Jesus retakes the world. That's why we're ambassadors. Because Jesus hasn't taken the throne yet. Not on this planet, but he will very, very soon. That's another, but that's another book. Um, so this is, and again, it, I know I've said this a bunch of times, this all seems disjointed, but it is absolutely interconnected. 
Right. We live in a world, we are currently in a war. If you're a Christian, then you are an ambassador. And more than that, you yourself are a piece of the temple. You are here. You are, you are a stranger in a strange land. You're trying to save these people. We're trying to save these people. But there's an active war of spiritual beings on us. They are oppressing the masses. That's why they believe in crazy things. That's why I'm over here talking about Bigfoot and the, and the Loch Ness Monster, living pterosaurs that I've seen here in Texas. And I'm over here like, nope, those people who think you can be 87 genders and a baby is just a, a clump of cells, those people are insane. Those people are nuts. Because that is the furthest from reality that you can be. And, they're, and they believe that because they are following something that allows them to just pretend that God isn't real. Or they can at least find a different God, a God that makes them happy, a God that, you know, doesn't ask things of them, doesn't require moral courage. And that's just as true in the American church as it is anywhere else. It's really easy to point at the atheists or the liberals or whatever. It's real hard to look at these churches and say, look, okay, Dallas Baptist uh, or First Baptist downtown in Dallas and um, the Potter's house. Y'all are both equally disturbed because you're because y'all, those all have 501c3s. They're both 501c3s. You both actively will change. So, yeah, I guess I just called out some churches. They're very happy to change their theology to match whatever political party that they seem to like at the time. And if you're willing to compromise that for because you want political power, guess what? Then you don't want Holy Spirit power. You don't want Jesus power. Real happy to talk about God, but you're not going to talk about Jehovah. You're not going to talk about Yahweh. Why? Because you want a God that fits in your box. True. True. true and if, true. if your God fits in your box, he's at, he ain't God. Because God doesn't fit in the box. You fit. You're, you're, our job is to grow bigger than the box because we're trying to grow closer to God. That's it, right? It's like, well, no, no, I don't want to talk about this. And I've had plenty of pastors that I know talk say, say this very sense. No, I'm sorry, Jason, I don't want to talk about, you know, while I agree with you that ancient astronaut theory is the religion of the 21st century, we can't talk about it here at the church. We don't want to be known as the church that believes in UFOs. <laughs> no, I can't talk about Bigfoot. I don't want to be the church that, that talks about Bigfoot. But you're over here telling me that you agree with me that ancient astronaut theory, that, that Von Danigan... And all these guys, that this is that this is the religion of the 21st century. You know this is the religion of the 21st century. You know the Antichrist is coming. You agree with me. This is probably going to tie into the Antichrist religion somehow. You agree with me on all of this. But you don't want to talk about it. Because you don't want to be the church that believes in UFOs. Well, I'm sorry. Then you just sold out your congregation. You sold them out because you did it. He's like, well, I, I don't want to look crazy to the, to the community I'm trying to minister to. You, you're telling me that these people believe that the universe randomly from nothing blew up 14 billion, 14.38 billion years ago on a Tuesday in October. And our entire universe is born out of this random explosion. And then we get, we get the earth and the sun and the monkeys and the fish and the cars 
and 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 and, and music. This all randomly happens. There's no guiding hand. Everything's fine, and we ha- and, and we can have 87 genders. And my dog and my dog has has human rights, and my five year old kid can decide to be a, a reptile or a dinosaur, and I gotta I gotta respect that. They believe all this, and you're worried about looking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> these people are crazy because they're away because they're crazy because they are away from the truth. And you just sold them out because you want because you're saying, well, I, I can't bring them in. And really, what you're worried about is well. People will then look at it. My congregation is crazy, and then they don't want to be coming to the church, which means we're going to lose money. You're you're covering it up by saying, "I don't want to look crazy. I, I don't want to lose my." How often have we heard this? I don't want to lose my testimony. Yeah, in the community. Well, what the hell? I'm going to work blue here for two seconds, and I apologize, but I but this one really bothers me. What the hell are you preaching then? If you're not going to warn people that the fires are coming, that means you're willing to let them burn. Of what good are you? You sold them out. I can give any church, any church, within 15 minutes, I can give half half the people in that church an existential crisis of faith with a presentation about uh, ancient astronaut theory. I can have half of any church panicking about their salvation, questioning the existence of the Judeo-Christian God in a 15-minute presentation. What do you think the world is going to do when there's a mile-long spacecraft hovering over the UN or hovering over the Temple Mount? What do you think is going to happen when some dude walks out of the Vatican and says, hey, so all of humanity has sort of been influenced by in by these alien brethren, right? There is a God, but you know, we have alien brethren and our relate and all of our religions are sort of based on contact with them. And so we're gonna, you know, we think probably we should join with with Islam and all these other wonderful things because we're all searching for the truth. You can still stay a Christian. But you know, we just have to understand the the aliens thing part. Well, that's because the, exactly, the Vatican's already done this, and this is the thing everyone yeah. misses. The Vatican's John already Paul. done this. John this Paul II. Yep. Well, and, and not just John Paul II. We've had several of their uh, of their astronomers come out and say, "Look, at some point, we're going to have to admit that human life began as a as a byproduct of alien uh, interference." Mm-hmm. That's already been spoken of. In an official, in official, in books that were published by the Vatican, this is not. A, I'm not saying. Like, I know this sounds insane, but this has already happened. And I and I'm just telling everyone: if you're a pastor, if you if you go to a church, you have to listen to the next words that come out of my mouth. There is a day coming, not tomorrow, not next week, but after that, I make no promises. But there is a day coming. And in fact, I will I will put money on this by the end of 2033. By the end of 2033, something along what I've just described will occur. There will be a mile, some sort of aircraft, uh, you know, extraterrestrial aircraft appear publicly. The whole world will recognize it. They will admit they'll say that's there, and a rep- either a representative from 
that will descend from the spaceship or someone who's or a human who's again i'm not even gonna say this human who speaks for them will emerge on that day people are not gonna flock to churches we always have in the movies they always have like oh there's the alien aircraft everyone's flooding to their church and they're going to their mosque no they're not by the time this trap is that's only going to occur when the trap is properly set why do you think every move every major billion uh, dollar franchise in hollywood for the last 20 years with the exception of fast and the furious and i think probably harry potter but i don't know enough about harry potter but every every other major billion dollar franchise has some form of ancient astronaut theory Okay. In fact, let me run through some that most people wouldn't even think about. The Ice Age franchise is heavily ancient has has a heavy base in ancient astronaut theory. The Transformers series, every Marvel movie you've ever seen, the DC movies, Superman, Batman, they're all ancient astronauts. They just call them metahumans, but the entire pre- the premise is there. It's the same idea. Uh, Stargate. That's had four different, four or five different television shows for since the nineties. The X Files. Yeah, I mean, Star Trek. In fact, the most recent Star Trek movies have really pushed hard on that. The opening to the second one, Into Darkness, right? That was all ancient astronaut theory. Yeah. The entire yeah. setup was that. Uh, the Star Trek franchise going all the way back. They've always had this idea that the gods of old were aliens. We saw that in the original series. Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation had an entire episode dedicated to this idea that all of the, that the humans and the Romulans and the Cardassians and the Klingons were all uh, seeded by some older race millions of years ago or billions of years ago. Name some random multi-billion dollar franchise, and we will, with the exception of Fast and Furious, uh, okay, maybe Jurassic Park. Okay, I think probably that one doesn't have it in there. So, But I, I'm having trouble finding a, a, a multi-billion dollar franchise that doesn't have it. Star Wars, it's there. It's always there. It's, it's in all of these movies. Why? Because we're being prepped. Right. Yeah. This is all preparation because when that day does come, they want everyone to go, yeah, that does make more sense that all of the world's religions are influenced by contact with UFOs than, you know, oh, the fact that supernatural beings exist. God is just a title. And so to speak to that, so like, you know how when the Pentagon and all of them started releasing papers, they had Mm -hmm. videos of aliens and all kinds of crap. Like, nobody, nobody batted an eye. Like, there was no... Nobody blinked. Everybody was just like, oh yeah, like, you know, like we that that's that working over the years, putting that in people's minds and such. And you know, just like you said, when they do show up, whoever they are, they're everybody's just gonna be like, Oh, yeah, you know, aliens, cool. Let me hop on mm-hmm. hop on the gram and fucking take pictures and hey, what's yep. up? You know, it's it's like it's, yep. it's it's not going to matter. Like it's just not oh, going to be a thing. So it's yeah. there's a date. If there's a date that you live in infamy in every Christian pastor's mind, it's December. I want to say seventeenth uh, of two of twenty seventeen, but at least December of twenty seventeen. Now, why that date? Why that month? That is when the New York Times released 
a story from and released information from the Pentagon, from the, from the DOD, stating that UFOs were real and that they interdicted our atmosphere and our, and our, and our, air, our airspace with impunity. They, like this happened, nobody noticed. Nobody freaked out. There, there wasn't high-level conversations with pastors publicly talking about. No one responded. That was a theological shot across the bow. We did nothing because every major pastor, all they were all happy to say, I don't want to be the guy. I don't want to be the church that claims that, that, that believes in UFOs. Again, I'm going to say this is the first time I've publicly stated this. And I'll probably, I will do a show on my own channel that states this again. So I, I, I've come to the sort of realization I have to say this. I'm not calling any one person out because there are plenty of people who I've had conversations with and they're like, well, is he, I'm not, it's not just you. You're, I assure you, you're not the person, you're not the only person I've talked to about this. But if you have not had at least one sermon explaining ancient astronaut theory to your parishioners, if you have not brought someone in to explain how, to show how it's a fraud and debunk all their claims, if you haven't done this, and, you're, and the reason you don't address it is because you're worried about your testimony to your community, <clears throat> I will say this unequivocally. I want right here, just you and me right now. You sold out your people. You sold out your flock. You are more afraid of man than you are of God. And every soul that you of every person that you teach is in mortal danger of hellfire right now. Because you have not prepared them for what is absolutely coming. You know it. You agree with me. And you've seen it. It is in your Bible right now. If you think for a second that aliens couldn't possibly have anything to do with the end times, go and look at the, at the description of the spirits that come out of, this, out of the Antichrist's mouth. Just go do it right now. And then I want you to look at the, because they look like frogs. Look at the frogs endemic to Paul or to, to John the Baptist, or, or John the Baptist, who is also John the, the Revelator. Look at the frogs that are native to his region, to the Middle East. And then look up a and then look up just your random gray alien, and you tell me that they're not the same thing. You can't look up lamb. Look up the drawing that Crowley made of lamb. This is the lie. This is the deception, and you not addressing it is put every soul of your parishioners in danger because you've lied to them. Because you are knowingly avoiding something because you're worried about how you'll look. They are in danger. If you don't want to talk about them, show them my book. You can read it for free on freaking Amazon. At least then, then just show them my, do something. Because if you don't, God is going to ask you why you didn't. Why didn't you prepare the people for something you know is coming? Now, if you look at me and you're like, I don't believe that that's going to be, the, maybe you're not in danger. But now you've heard the theory at least. But here's the problem. Most pastors I've spoken with agree with me that this is coming. They just don't want to talk about it. That's the problem. 
That's why our culture's gone where it has. But that's fine. Let's separate some wheat and some tares here. Let's see whose side you really are on. Do you want political power? Do you want to be happy? Do you want people? Do you want to be invited to speak in front of the Republican National Committee or the or the or the Democrat National Committee? Do you want to be hanging up there with Nancy Pelosi and celebrating the the genocide, the black genocide that you're supporting? Do you want to be happy sitting up there with the Bush family and 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 and, and all the and all the things that they've supported? And, and the child sacrifices and, and, and the sex rings that they've covered up. That's fine. That's what you want. Fine. But at least I know where you are. At least I know who you care about. At least I know what matters to you. And I know what side you're on. Fine. I'll be happy to work with you politically. But I, but I fear for your soul. Because you're not. Because the God you worship is not named Jehovah. Is He's not named Yahweh. He may be named Moloch. He may be named Baal. He may be named Leviathan. Or maybe it's just or maybe it's just money. It's something. But it's not Jehovah. Jehovah is real. I am the Jesus. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. The reason we, we are seeing we are in crazy times is because we are seeing war with reality. Do you leave if you reject these things, these three things that Jesus is? then you've rejected reality, which is why you will always accept the fantasy. I can be whatever gender I want. I can be a dog. I can, sure, children stripping in front of drag queens and having money thrown at him, that's perfectly fine. That's brave and bold. What? People are not going to see UFOs and leave the church over that. That would be crazy. Why? No, creationism just makes you sound like you're ignorant. I need to I need to showcase how smart I am by supporting evolution. If you want if you reject reality, you're gonna accept fantasy, and it's all fantasy, brother. Yeah. Yeah, so I was definitely gonna ask you how you felt about Darwinism, but because <laughs> you know it's <sighs> so 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 let me no 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 actually hold on, let me actually so again another nuanced position. Sure. Darwin is Noah's best friend. Sure. Darwin's observations were 100% correct. Animals will change. They will evolve to adapt to fit a new environment. That's why you can have one pair of finches, and then you have all these different types of finches that show up. Why? Because as they procreate, as they populate, they move to different regions, they adapt to new environments, they evolve because they are trying to survive. That is a fit, that's something God has in them. He programmed them to adapt, to evolve, to fit their environment. The environment changes. They change. That's natural. That's because what is the big argument, right? Well, how could Noah have possibly gotten all of those animals on the ark? How could he have lions and tigers and bears and this bear and that bear and a koala bear? And he could have horses and mules and zebras and donkeys and Kim Kardashian and, and, and you know, it's like, how, how can he have all these animals on the ark? You're right. That's insane. But he can have cat. He can have canid. He can have equine. He doesn't have to have all of the different types of animals we see today. He just has to have the progenitor. Then those animals get off the ark. And that felid, that 
cat representative. They procreate, and then they become tigers. They become Sumatran tigers. They become lions. They become jaguars, for my British friends. They mm-hmm. become leopards, and they become pumas, and they become mountain lions, and they become all these things. That's why we can have horses and zebras and donkeys. That's why we can have, because they're all coming, because they come off the ark and boom. They are, so again, I think Darwin's the greatest thing ever. Darwinism's of the devil. Because Darwinism says there is no God. This is entirely random. And it has this entire narrative. People say, well, no, 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 it's just science. No, it's not. You are working from the idea that it's random and there is no God. In, in, like, I am not necessarily opposed to the idea that God used evolution to create the world. I don't agree with it, but I'm not an enemy of that idea. I think you can make an argument for the text. Okay, fine. I would disagree because, again, I've seen a living pterosaur. I'm sorry. They did not go extinct millions of years ago. But if you say Darwinism, which says there is no God, then you're starting with it's a religious prospect. Everyone's like, well, science versus religion. It is not science versus religion. It's religion versus religion. Paul, let's say you and I, Senor Aguilar, you and I are walking down a road. We look off to the side. In fact, let me draw this out because it'll make more sense if you see a picture. Okay. Sorry, let me work real quick here. So what you're saying is that you don't trust the science. Is that what you're saying? I don't trust the science. <laughs> I am the science. All right, whatever Fauci dread. Okay, so we are walking down some road, right? And we see, let's see if I can get it all in the same case. There we go. Basically, it's a triangle. Okay, let's say it's all a perfect triangle. Okay? And with these three, four, five, six stone spheres. On each stone sphere are five dots. And they're in a concentric circle. Okay? And we look at this and we say, this is amazing. I want to know how these things got here to be arranged in such a pattern. It's a reasonable question to ask, right? But then you turn to me and you say, Jason, we can consider every possibility except that a human being made this. Nothing you come up with could be science. Because science is to look at the phenomena and to extrapolate your answers. You are starting off where you've already cut off a possible line of questioning. It's not science. Darwinism precludes the existence of a God that is actually guiding the information. Science would be, hey, you know what's really interesting? Aside from the fact these are six perfectly uh, perfect spheres, which is not usually something we see in nature, there's five dots on them, right? Well, okay, but if we start connecting these spheres, there's one. Two, three, four, five. Hold on. There's five triangles. That seems to mean that these spheres have information. What? This cannot be random. That some intelligence, a human being, needed to have carved and placed these. That would be science. 
but but with the second you stop and you say no we can't consider that this was made by humans it stops being science and immediately becomes a religious belief religion is just your belief about god that's it whether he exists or not that's your religion i there is no war between science and religions between religious view versus religious view sure that's it but darwin his observations were correct his conclusions were wrong and more importantly his acolytes it's what his acolytes did that made it evil because i think he asked legitimate questions but his acolytes said great now let's get rid of god and this explains everything they're starting with the answer that they want sure always better that way i guess (laughs) oh it it is well well that way you know what the ending is so you don't have to be surprised sure sure now i assure you though they are going to be very surprised yeah yeah i I look forward to the day actually um and i was i remember speaking with uh like my dad and such and and i remember saying to him like this i want people to who are kind of like in the world today in the political world and and people that do bad things to other people within the you know like say if people want to look at like hillary clinton or mm-hmm. pelosi and all these things and and i i want justice to be done on earth to where we could see them going through mm-hmm. it and suffering and such and, and he pointed out that that that, that might never happen but that they're going to get their come up and you know, so mm-hmm. to speak, once once they cross over, and I guarantee you, I mean, if they repent, then you know that's great. But hopefully they don't, and then and they go where they should be going. But it's it's just one of those things where like I wanted to see it happen to people, like people yeah. that deserve it. Like, oh, I'm right there you with know, you. And but it's just mm-hmm. not going to be that way, and it's it's, it's unfortunate. So, well, so, so this goes back to. This is why faith is so important and theology is so important. It's real easy to look at someone like Hillary Clinton, who has such an extensive, I mean, she's a C what's funny is most people don't even realize she was a CIA asset when she worked for the Rose law firm, the Rose law firm. And this is again, building an argument here. Sure. The Rose law firm was uh, used by the CIA for a lot of purposes, including uh, setting up, uh, there was a certain program that they helped oversee and so again, what people misunderstand is what lawyers do, right? They were working with a with a programming company, and I think they were helping them with the legal paperwork. Anyway, what they did, and she was involved in this, was the CIA added a back door to the program that allowed them to watch every banking transaction in the world in real time. This is not a theory. We know this is fact. She was involved in that. The Rose Law Firm. Why do you think she again, it's like all the weird stuff that happens around her, it's because she's an asset. She had again. She oversaw the State Department, and we know all the sex trafficking stuff that happened there. The billions of dollars Haitians protest them because they're like, "Yeah, you, you had all this money that you're supposed to send down here to build how to rebuild our houses after the earthquake, but all you did was kidnap our children." Again, not my claim. This is the Haitians' claim. It's I uh, on on my Monday show that I'm uh, with Tech. Uh, we had a guy on, Jordan Giannotto, uh, who's, who passed last year. Nice guy. I really liked him. Um, but he was, he absolutely believed that uh, aliens were real, that he was in you know mental contact with them the whole nine yards, right? 
he talked about this race of of sentient velociraptors that live um, we're just sitting here listening to this like this is insane i say all that to say hillary clinton's the only person i've ever seen that made me think well maybe he was right (laughs) right i mean it's like you have all these dead people all the weirdness around them you're like and just she's so unlikable you're like maybe i'm wrong about this whole reptilian thing so all that to say though good theology allows me to look at her and say she's my sister she's deceived she doesn't know what did jesus say well they were nailing him to the cross they know not what they do she's deceived by something that has overseen her her whole life now I want her to see as much justice as humanly possible. I really do. And, but not just for her to feel punishment so that the world can see how evil she is and all the things that she's done. So we can tear those things down and liberate the people under that, right? Free the minds and the souls and the lives. That's why I want it. But I understand guess what human history is full of terrible people doing terrible things for very very long times and only ever being rewarded for their evil yeah right and this goes all the way back to the book of lamentations what was the the entire book of lamentations is, is is basically the author crying out to god saying where's the justice well guess what the justice is coming and it's so terrible and so ugly that you wouldn't wish this on someone who had done these evil things because as evil as they have been, the punishment is so much worse. And we all, and everyone who goes into it, goes into it deceived, not knowingly they made bad decisions and God has tried to tell them not to go. He's intervened in their lives. Their free will has told them, Nope, I want to go here, but they're still deceived. There is a, um, uh, I, I forget his name. He wrote 23 Minutes in Hell. Um, that's the name of the book. Anyway, he, he, he's, a, he's a, a Christian who basically God showed him hell for 23 minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think his, his story is legitimate for a lot of reasons. But my, the, my main point is this. He talks about, towards the end of the book. Bill Weiss? Yeah, Bill Weiss. Thank you. Um, he basically says, once you understand what hell is. It's it's like it's like walking down a street and being on one side of a chain fence and looking over the chain fence and seeing an empty pool and then seeing a truck back up to it and these very evil creatures come out and fill it with a fluid that looks like water. Then you see them throw a board into it and it just dissolves into nothingness. So you know it's full of acid. You see that this is... This is this pool is a, is highly acidic, and then what you see is a group of school children in bathing suits and towels running headlong for it. So that is those kids are humanity, all humans. It, 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 he's on the other side of the chain fence. That's why we have to do what we do. It's why we cannot care about what the world thinks about us. Do you think that that Jonah cared what the Ninevites thought about him? He didn't go in there with fancy words and, and arguments. He went in there and said, y'all suck. God's going to nuke you. 
I hope it happens and left. <laughs> and they are all like, whoa, whoa, you mean this stuff that we're doing is bad? Well, we better stop it. Let's all repent of these terrible, awful things that we're doing. No one told us. Because the Holy Spirit is what works in our hearts, in our lives. We have to be willing. They see, and God's like, I, of course I care about these people. They're my children. I know they've done terrible things, but they've done terrible things because of the spirits that they were under, because, uh, because we had to divorce, because God divorced us, because we chose ourselves over him at the Tower of Babel. He's trying to redeem as many of us as he, as he, as he deems fit. For whatever reason he does, that's what he's trying to do. All we can do is make whatever argument he gives us. He gave me this weird, bizarre argument to make. But it's, but it's ultimately about the worldview. Because if you, again, if you believe the Bible, then all the rest of this should make perfect sense. And the problem is, so many people are going to wake up that day. They're going to, in fact, let's say Bigfoot's a supernatural being not on our side. What if we wake up one day and there's a UFO hanging, there's a little gray dude being like, Nanu, I made you. And then uh, a bunch of giant ape-like people just walked out of the forest one day, telepathically talking to everybody. I'm like, yep, that's the God person. That's the people who made all of us. We're all good. Let's all do DMT and hang out together and worship them. Right. Like, here's the problem. Most Christians are going to be like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what we're supposed to do now because the Bible doesn't talk anything about any of this. And my pastor never said anything about any of this. So this must be, this makes way more sense because I've been watching Marvel movies for the last 30 years. And Thor even said that there's a place where magic and science are the same thing. And they quoted Arthur C. Clarke that any sufficiently advanced technology is, is equal to magic. That's all looks like magic to me. It must be super advanced technology. The alien said so. Why would I go back to church? Jesus must have been an alien too, because that's what they're telling me. Let's all go take some DMT and talk to the purple lady. That's, again, my argument's crazy, but the, you, the world we live in is way crazier than anything I can come up with. Yeah. And the problem is, if you've read my book, and that day happens, you're going to be like, hey, that doesn't seem right. And you're going to see the holes. And if you watch, and of course, if you like, follow, and subscribe on my YouTube channel, um, you'll see the arguments. You'll know, hey, well, hold on, they're saying this, but I know that this is a lie. I know this doesn't work. I shouldn't be telepathically talking to a giant ape man. You know, it's like, you're going to know. You're going to be prepared. It's a crazy conversation God's giving. And maybe your conversation is not mine. Maybe your conversation is for homeless people or the abused. Maybe it is political. Maybe he's like, no, let me show you the, the wisdom of God's teachings by showing you how it governs people better and brings prosperity, not oppression and love. And this is why the family, maybe it's about families. Whatever your story is, whatever your narrative is, go tell that story. Go be that witness. Not everyone needs to be needs to do crazy things like me, but I God's given me this story because the worldview matters. If you believe, if you once you understand, okay, well, I just I did just see a Bigfoot, I did just see a living pterosaur or a UFO. Here's how this all fits. If you're a pastor and you're like some people are coming in saying, Hey, I thought I was attacked by aliens last night or abducted by aliens last night. 
you can tell them that they're demons and you can walk them through that. And maybe you, maybe you start to understand the Bible is true and you stick to your guns a little bit harder than you have been. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's whatever ends up happening, it needs to happen pretty quickly. <laughs> I've always been of that mind, just like something new comes out in the news or something every day. And it's just mm-hmm. like, Jesus Christ, he's come already. It's, it's just, I'm waiting. I mean, obviously I don't mm-hmm. want to be gone. I wouldn't wish death on anybody or, you know, but some of the things that just happen on a day, day in, day out, you're just like, yes. why are we still here? Like, you're like, how is this still going on? <laughs> Like, like I'm like, I, hey, look, I, I got a bag of, like I said, I'm losing weight, but I got a bag of marshmallows just for this. Because when you, it's like when things start popping, I mean, I'm just going to sit back with the, with the marshmallows and be like, yep, I get it. You know, yeah. you read through Revelation, you're like, why would God, if why would a loving God kill all these people? Have you looked around? Have you been paying attention at all? I get it. I'm like, nope, I get it. I, I'm, again, I'm just glad to be on the other side. Again, this is why theology matters. It's it, it's so easy to look around and say, well, God, it's so evil. Why don't you end it? And if you have the right theology, you look down and you realize because those pre, those people are just as deserving of hell as I was. Right. We, none of us deserve heaven. We all deserve hell. We've all rebelled against God. We've all blasphemed. We've all turned away from him. We've all not believed him appropriately. We've all been all the things that, that made them deserving of hell. Uh, and a pastor had a great example for, uh, on something uh, about this, about sin. It drove home for me because I had actually done this. He said, whether you put a, I, I had accidentally shot my neighbor's uh, window with a BB. Um, long story, an interesting story, but not really relevant. But I had done this, right? And we had to replace the whole window, right? Because it's, it's like, it's a teeny tiny hole. It will, And it didn't shatter the window. It was a teeny tiny perfectly round hole and we had to replace the whole thing and of course i had to work it off because i was eight but i worked that thing off my dad was a mechanic he made certain i paid that off but so it's so this has always stuck out with me and a pastor uh once told me or you know in a sermon it wasn't just me it wasn't like we were just hanging out and he's like let me tell you this profound thing it was in a sermon he said whether you put a bb through a window or a brick the cost to repair the window is the same. You're right. Maybe you've lived a good, decent life. You love rainbows. You you, you love puppies. You make sandwiches for everybody. Yeah. You still sinned. And yeah, Hillary Clinton, living, you know, Velociraptor in a person's suit, murdering people, oppressing people, helping move forward the one world order government. But if on her deathbed, she turns and says, oh my gosh, what have I done? And, and turns to Jesus. She, there's no difference in God's eyes between the two because they that window had to be replaced. They both damaged the windows that had to be replaced. Right. Cost is the same. And it was his son. For us, we're like, but, but, the, but justice, God's like, I already pulled, poured that justice out of my son. And that same justice that she deserves, you deserve. And that, and it's like, we have to, we have to remember that there's a a gentleman who's, I would love to speak with him. um, Christian gentleman. He's got a very, 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 very large channel, political channel. He keeps talking about how much he hates these people and how angry he's getting. I'm like, then you're missing the point. Yeah. 
you're missing the point and you're and that will that will kill a christian faster than anything else because you have if you can if you can't look at these people with sympathy and just recognize who the real villain is who the real evil is it's going to destroy your heart and your soul because you are just as deserving these people are just they're just deceived uh c.s lewis once wrote is it it is very easy to imagine that there is a person out there who just gets drunk every night and goes home and kicks his dog. And he could be far more sinful and evil in God's eyes than Adolf Hitler because Adolf Hitler was able to express his evil because God allowed him to take the throne to allowed him to take power. This man may be far more evil, but God has prevented him from attaining power. We, we can't even judge. I can't even look at, at, at Hillary Clinton and be like, Man, look how evil she is. I can't do that. How? I don't know that I won't. Maybe the reason I'm just some dude talking about crazy stuff at an art desk, doing retail work or doing, uh, you know, retail uh, uh, property work is because I'd be just as evil if I had her kind of power. If I became president of the United States, I'd nuke France. I know I would. It's like, but but how evil would I be if I had that kind of power and that kind of money? I don't know. Maybe God's preventing me from being as evil as I could by being just some guy in a closet with Spider-Man dolls behind his head. <laughs> Maybe this is like, this is my, my lack of power and poverty is preventing me from becoming a truly terrible person. Right. So what right do I have to look at Hillary Clinton with anything but but pity and compassion. Again, I don't look at her actions as good. Her actions are evil. She is very clearly an evil person. So many people are. And I should work for justice to make to, to bring true godly justice to people. But that being said, I still have to look at her with sympathy and pity because she's just deceived. And God put her where she is. If God didn't want her to be there, she wouldn't be there. She has no power or authority that God has not granted her. And he simply granted her an ability to be very evil. And that may be something that he's prevented me from from enjoying because I would be equally or greater in evil. And that is, and that's mercy on me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's all very heartbreaking and Interesting as well. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. I mentioned. I'm, I look forward to to the days when things start happening, but hopefully, it's a lot sooner than later. But um, that, you know, what I have an answer for that. But that's a that's a completely different show and another book. No worries, no worries. Yeah, we'll get to those eventually. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, as we kind of wind down here, because I, you know, I wish you would have shared more with us and really opened up about what you thought on all these topics. But um, I guess can we kind of have so you have the new YouTube channel coming up, right? So that's going to be coming out. So you have well, it's, it's live now. Okay, yeah, it's, live it's live now. now. Okay, mm-hmm. so we'll have to get the links for that and put them down below in the show notes um, when we edit the videos and stuff like that. Um, so websites, which which websites do you have up and running right now? Uh, the best one right now is Siru Papers, S-I-R-U Papers dot okay. com. It has all the links to all my stuff, uh, all my books. Uh, to the YouTube channels, uh, my Bible study. And of course, um, I'm on uh, every Monday with uh, Texas Front Porch. 
it's, it's a yeah and that's very much dedicated to scriptozoology uh you less you'll hear less bible thumping from me on that channel that was great and i highly recommend everybody pick up the book like i said it was only 36 pages long and i got through it like in an hour you can get through it a lot faster than that um but there's how many books do you have at this point i stopped counting but i mean yeah. i'm not like nick redfern who has a book out like like you know every two seconds <laughs> right like like he's out there like dropping a book every two weeks i'm like dude i haven't even read the last 153 yeah. you wrote you wrote last month um you know but yeah th there's a few out there I, I think most people if you're interested in the cryptozoology stuff like and I, I am working on some other books right now if you're interested in that kind of stuff again how ufos and bigfoot for the bible is true uh another book that i did put out that's again it's very non-bible thumping but uh it was I did it for another for uh, History Press uh, in Arcadia Press. It's called uh, Metroplex Monsters. It talks about all the weird things here around Dallas. So if you heard me, you, it's, if you heard me talk about living pterosaurs in North Texas a couple of times, and my in my seeing one, that's all in the book. And we go we, we talk about stories and stuff uh, from around Dallas in that book. Um, if you if you want to hear more about eschatology, I've got a book on that. I recommend getting the tet the full uh tetralogy it's a uh, the complete 2017 and beyond tetralogy it's comprised of four books that i wrote about the 2017 alignment you are looking at the only person as far as i'm aware who prior to the 2017 alignment and it's going back as far as 2014 said that the alignment was was the fulfillment of revelation 12 it would not be completed until 2027 and it had nothing to do with the rapture so everyone no, which is and this actually i will okay for two seconds that is actually the thing that made me realize a lot more things are set up than you realize and a lot of these larger ministries are uh they get some of these ministries get big for for reasons that have nothing to do with the holy spirit yeah uh so again conversation for another time uh another good one would be lucifer uh, lucifer or, or lucifer is not satan um uh, understanding the the uh the symbol of the antichrist right That'll be the next one I'm picking up too, because I saw that one when I was looking through. So, um, so I guess the best place to get the books would be on Amazon, correct? Yeah, everything's okay. on Amazon. It's all on my author's page, and there is a weird book on my author's page I had nothing to do with. No, uh -oh. and it's just sitting there. And like, like I said, you can look at all my books and be like, you can tell which one does not belong. <laughs> like, uh -oh. one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> um, but like the rest, the rest of the books that are on there, I, I, I've done a couple children's books as well. Um, yeah. And like I said, the books are a lot of fun. I've left all the old stuff I've, I did up there, like the, the four priors uh, that I, I compiled as Tetralogy because I wanted people to be able to go back and say and realize I have not changed anything. Right. right. From 2014, 2017, I wrote four books. Then they do talk about Revelation. They do talk about the uh, Revelation 12. I never changed any predictions. I never changed anything. When I compiled them, I just added to it in, in the final sort of compilation. Um, so I've left those up there. But if you trust me, then you can just read the book uh, and not have to buy everything. But if you want to buy everything, please do. Do it now. You know, I'm, I'm not going to tell you not to. <laughs> you know, all, my books make wonderful gifts for Christmas. I highly recommend buying 12 of all of them. Yeah. You know, the same one over. Over again, you know, like just. Because you all have you all have friends and family and enemies that you want that you have to give Christmas gifts to, that um you know what this just solves all your shopping, right? <laughs> why why wait until last minute? Just go and be like, you know what? I want 150 copies of Jason McLean's Tetralogy and 150 copies of UFOs and 
and this one and just give them out to everyone just randomly go drive be like merry christmas and throw a book at them mm-hmm. that's what you should do that's what we should all be doing that's the way you should do everything it's great mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so we'll have all the books listed the links down below uh the website as well so that'll be in there everybody go ahead and we actually have people in the chat saying that they've already gone over and subscribed to your channel so that's great uh really appreciate that everybody um stay tuned for some more episodes from jason on there um and then you'll you'll regret it presently i assure you (laughs) we'll have the websites and everything listed in the show notes as well uh jason i really appreciate it man uh really appreciate you coming on and we've been on for about two and a half hours so yeah no we have and you're like i just wanted to talk about living pterosaurs man what's all this stuff about jesus and the end of the world we did that last show demons i know i know know. one of these days i'm gonna be like okay so let me tell you about the living pterosaurs yeah and you're gonna gonna be like okay cool something normal yeah yeah (laughs) now it's all great it's all interesting stuff it's you know that's why we started the show just to kind of get out there and see what's going on because you know there's a lot going on and like we haven't even talked about the nephilim and in all that fun stuff because i got i do have I, I will admit that I have a slightly different interpretation of a bunch of it. Now, again, I do believe they were real. Right. Let me say that. But I do have a slightly, an evolved, a slightly evolved version. So I think, like, people that you had on the channel that I highly respect, I do have a slightly different opinion. So we'll, we'll have to talk about that in the future. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I just want to talk about Nephilim and living dinosaurs. And you're like, Jehovah and churches are all <laughs> sold out for Satan and crazy stuff i'm like your version of i'm like you're like man i would have like you're not even alex jones i'm not like <laughs> like could you at least say something normal like they're turning the frogs gay, turning the frogs gay. No, like no. like that would have been a normal episode instead you're you're talking about all this stuff and getting me into you're like you're getting me into trouble all these beliefs are just the, are the thoughts of this one crazy white dude at an art desk and nothing does not re- represent the truth within your podcast <laughs> no it's great it's all i mean it's that's why we're here i mean that could have started off with some kind of daytime show talking about the news or something and nah it's that's why we're here we're on the outskirts of all that kind of stuff so it's uh, this yeah. kind of insanity that has brought us here today <laughs> no, that's great that's why everybody's here Shit, that's why everybody's still here so it's, like, it's all good but uh yeah so we'll we'll definitely have be watching out for the new books in the future as well um websites the new youtube channel and everything will be linked down below in the show notes for everybody to take a look appreciate everybody for going over to, to subscribe to this channel and everything that was great um yeah and we'll be kind of looking out for the next episode for everybody so we had to actually have reschedule the episode that was supposed to come out yesterday which we were actually going to be talking about the men in black so Ooh. that's going to get rescheduled um mr rick Secker had an emergency so we had to go ahead and redo that so um We'll set that up for sometime early January. I think um, we're kind of giving everybody a chance to take advantage of the holidays. I know nobody wants to be jumping on a show during Christmas and all that kind of stuff. So we'll go ahead and give everybody a break. <laughs> um, but yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so so that's that's all right. So we'll um, we kind of might have something in the works prior to Christmas. So we'll be looking out for that. I'll go ahead and post it on all the social media. If you guys aren't already subscribed. Um, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I really appreciate you guys stopping in. Hit, a, hit that like button, hit the bell icons. You can, so you don't miss another episode in the future. Um, if you guys want to check us out on the go, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio at Truth Defender Podcast, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything will be linked down below as well. 
Um, and you can shoot me an email if you guys have any questions for myself or our guests. If you want me to shoot something over to Jason and say, why does that dude talk so much or something like that? Yeah. You just go what, ahead and... what was with this dude? So many things. <laughs> so many things. Yep. But that email... That email is uh, thetruthdefender1776 at gmail.com. Everybody, if we don't see you before Christmas, uh, everybody have a great and happy Merry Christmas to everybody and a new year as well. Jason, I appreciate it, bro. Um, we'll be in contact and um, I really appreciate you jumping on. Uh, my pleasure, man. We'll talk to you later. Absolutely. Everybody take care out there. Everybody stay blessed, stay safe, and most of all, stay frosty. Mm-hmm.